Today's best mix, 96.4 FM, The Wave, it's Badge, it's Ems, and we've got Lady Tara on the show this Tara. morning. Hi. Hi. Um, right, now then, tell us a little bit about um, 10K for the first... Did you do the Admiral 10K? I didn't. I went down. I was the most amazing spectator. The weather was so amazing. It was fab for spectator, but for running, it was just so hard for oh. everybody. They did incredible. The sun was blazing down. I mean, it's a stunning run because it's nice and flat, but um, very hot and very hot hard for everyone so they all did awesome Brilliant. I didn't I gotta be honest I, I didn't bode well on an Admiral 10k for for two reasons one um, I, it's long and it's flat and it's straight yeah and you can see where the finish yeah. line is and that drives me insane never ending uh, it is never ending and and also because you run down one bit and then you run back up the other yeah. side and, and I found it incredibly tough and that's an important part of training for 10k isn't it don't let it become boring. Yeah. That was the bit, that was the other problem with it. I've run that course, I run it every night for about eight months. Until you could do it with your eyes shut going and, backwards. And exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that is a bad idea. Don't train to run where you're going to run. Yeah, totally. And to be honest, that's a little bit one of the reasons why I don't do it anymore because I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> but, um, you know, I like to have lots of variety and things in my type of training. So I love like the obstacle things like Tough Mudder and, you know, crazy stuff. But um, yeah, mixing up your training is always important as well to do things like sprints, but don't do the route that you're going to do because by the Absolutely. time it comes to it, horrendous. A lady asked me because you know we, we've got the uh, RNLI uh, Christmas fun run yeah. this which is more about the fun than it is about it the is. run absolutely um, so we've got a 1k for the kids and a 5k and a 10k Brilliant. and it is Singleton Park lots of people have asked us what the route is I can't tell you what the route is I have measured it we have done it um, but we are starting our very own uh, training campaign because it's 10 weeks to the 10k yeah perfect um, so you've got a week to train uh, per, per, per k which uh, I think is perfectly feasible we're not Brilliant. asking for record times here yeah I'm going to beat Mo Farah eh? Um, I was going to ask, what do you do if, say, you're like me and you can just about manage a 5K, but at the end of that 5K, 5K you're just sort of out of path and you're thinking... Oh, That's the idea. That, that is yeah. the idea. That yeah. is you build up then from that to a 10K? Yeah. Well, it's just going to be a little step by step, isn't it? You know, if you do the 5K one time, I mean, mixing up your training with doing like a longer one. So you do six, the one uh, training session, then maybe pull it back a little bit and just do three or four the next one, but try and do a little bit faster. Mm. And then you build it up again until you do the seven. Um, when you do these, you don't necessarily always have to do like a 10K to think I can do a 10K now. Because even if you only did your training up to 8K, when it comes to the race day, the crowds, the supports, um, carries you and everything different mindset you'll go into it and you'll have built up your fitness to be able to do that then when we were training for the 10k we were doing the lamppost thing weren't we where you yeah. run, run from one lamppost to the next lamppost then Intervals. walk to mm. the next lamppost then run again yeah um, and you can do that in the gym as well I, always, you can. I used to think the guy who used to come into the gym was completely crazy and it said to Tara why does that guy put the machine on full pelt, stand next to it, and then jump on it and run as fast as possible and then jump off it again? <laughs> I thought he had a dodgy machine. I, I thought he had a dodgy machine. <laughs> He's not crazy. There's a reason for it. And that yeah. is the interval thing. Interval right? training. It's brilliant. Um, and you can really see an improvement in your times. In fact, um, the the guy that I did my TV programmes with, he's an amazing runner. And when we filmed the TV programme and I was doing some sprints, he was like, what's that all about? So I said, oh, you should so try this. So I did a session with him. He absolutely loves it. And again, a train 
trained conditioned runner and he did the 10k just now in that sweltering heat and he did a personal best he took 40 seconds off his time which is a lot when it comes to running yeah. because he's introduced the sprints and it makes your training a lot more um, enjoyable because you've got the variety so you push your heart rate right the way up you go as fast as you can for like 30 seconds and then you walk for 90 seconds or like what we were doing there's loads of different drills when you go out in like teams or something you could do right from this lamppost to the bin and then we're going to walk to the lamppost and then we're going to run to those steps or you can do like little caterpillar things so say like six of you are running together and you go right then go back to the bin and come back and you know you catch me and there's loads of different things you can do to make it like exciting in your mind varied and not so long and boring because mindset is so important in that and you know like um, like you said then Em if you feel that you're unconditioned or untrained and you want to push it that little bit further a couple of things to think about it's going to be your mindset of going that little bit further but also varying it but you don't have to do the 10k every time to be able to do 10k um i've had um an email from a lady who um, to cut a long story short basically is addicted to sugar yep um <laughs> i've read that email it was very long it, it, it was quite long and i kind of understand where she's coming from and Actually, the fact that the email is quite long kind of tells you quite a little bit about the lady herself mm-hmm. um, and and the fact that she sees this as a very complicated, exponential problem. Totally. It isn't, is it? No, it's not. And um, from reading the email as well, and we'll break a couple of things down from it, sometimes people think that they've got to do so much change. It's like, do you know what? I'm not going to do any of it. I'm just going to carry on being like this. And um, there were a couple of points that were made um, on this, on the changes. Number one um, is that um, the lady thought that she could never, ever, ever, ever have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee without her sugar in because she loves it. And she's always looking for that sugar thing and having biscuits and sugars and is concerned that life is going to get seriously boring if she cuts that out. Number one. I don't add any sugars to any of my things and I definitely haven't got a boring life or nutrition. Um, but you can um, change things like Stevia. Have you heard of that? Mm. If you go into the shops, um, it might be branded as like Truvia. There's other ones there as well. Um, but yeah, Stevia is like a natural sweetener and you only need a little bit of that. It doesn't have an impact on your blood sugar levels like normal sugar does. So please try that. And things like cinnamon or cocoa powder can help you with um, cravings and that. And again, it's going to be like weaning a little bit. So say you have I don't know, something crazy like four sugars in your tea, then um, try the stevia on or cut down to two. And then, you know, it's, it's progress like that. Another thing the lady was concerned about is um, uh, being a single mum with two children and uh, lots of things to pay for and worried about buying things that she's not going to like. So whilst you could say things like well you could look at the mindset of thinking that I'm going to try these new things what if I don't like them but what if you absolutely love them and then you also love the results of oh my gosh over this last week I've I haven't had that brain fog I haven't felt I've been on such a roller coaster of wanting chocolate so much yeah it was a bit hard in the beginning but I'm losing a bit of weight now so that's encouraging me so it is all about trying something new and making some change and um for example, things like my detox week are really good because not only can I help you to um, be educated on what you should or shouldn't be having, alternatives to things like your sugar in your tea or um, instead of having a chocolate bar, making your own things or, or something, but also the support because there's so many people out there that will send the same questions in time and time again that they're eating this rubbish, they're going to meetings and it's just biscuits and sandwiches and you know they don't know what to do or anything. So when you're accountable with a, a group of people and you feel you're part of a community, you know you've got the support there and it, it, there's like-minded people, you know you're not the only person and 
if you have one day where you slip up a bit, don't beat yourself up and think, let's throw the towel in and I've screwed it up completely and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to my old ways. When you want change, you've got to do something different and to try it. It's, it's quite important that... Um people realise that it isn't just about the physical benefit because it's very easy for you to get an idea of that. You get on a weighing scale every day and you can say, I've put on a pound, I've lost a pound. Over a week, I've I've lost five pound. Or in the first week, I've lost nine pound. It's quite difficult to physically measure the psychology of uh, changing your lifestyle. Yeah. And like you said, then you you kind of glanced over a little bit of, you know, you get rid of the brain fog, blah, 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 blah. But it is a a psychological difference. That's difficult to measure. Yeah. You don't get a, you know, a mark of of 5 out of 10 this week and a mark of 10 out of 10 that week. And quite often it can quite easily, unlike weight, you can jump from feeling 10 out of 10 brilliant to 1 out of 10 awful within a week. Yeah. Um, So it's quite important that you can calculate that I think, while you're trying to lose weight or while you're definitely while you're changing your lifestyle around. Yeah, absolutely. Just take, come, take focus on the fact that actually this week I feel a lot better than I did last week. Totally. You know, don't beat yourself up when it comes to the guilt factor of, oh my gosh, I almost had a chocolate biscuit. I did have a chocolate biscuit. Oh, that's it. I'm yeah. done. I'm doubtful. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes having those little treats of water are going to help you um, stay on track and be a little bit more motivated for the next day. And focusing on things like, oh, do you know, last night I had such an amazing sleep um, and I woke up a lot brighter this morning. That was a little bit easier. So all those little markers, um, monitoring them and, and seeing how you can feel um, more energised, more um, driven, stronger willpower and things like that because your lifestyle of your mindset is, is working for you because you're, you're eating better foods and maybe you've gone to bed a bit earlier, slept better, had a bubble bath instead of stressing yourself out or watching something negative on the TV. And yeah, mindset is so important. Um, we want more of your emails. You can do that very simply via the website or you can uh, sign up for the 10K in 10 weeks. We've got training tips we're going to put on the website. Yes, well. yeah, in the group. Yes, we would love to see you there. So uh, all the details at thewave.co.uk and um, just click the subscribe button and keep listening to the podcast. We'd love Please to hear do. Cheers.